Here we go. This is Blue 42. We're going to go red, right, tight, close, sprint left, G, U corner, half back, flat, on two. Ready? Right. Now here's your hosts, Danny O'Neill and Paul Gallant. Blue 42. Blue 42. Good morning, Brock. How are you now? Good morning, Polly. I'm doing well on this Thursday. How are you two doing on opening day of the Mariners Major League Baseball season? Let's Not go. Not so bad. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Best best ballpark food, Brock. Crickets. <sighs> Duh. Crickets aren't bad, man. It's a cheap I've, alternative to protein. Yeah, I've had them. I've, I've had yeah. the uh, I've Chicken. had the chili, the grasshoppers. Those aren't. I mean, they're okay. Could give you a little gas later. They're in fine. The night. <laughs> they're fine. Yeah. What's the best ballpark food? Yeah, what, what do I? I mean, I just I, I love a hot dog. I don't know when I mow yeah. the lawn, when I golf, yeah. or when I am at a at a, at a at a baseball game, a Mariners game. I think a hot dog in a just a cold. Beer. I'm not a big beer drinker, but you know when I mow the lawn, or you're at T-Mobile on a hot day, or you don't need a hot dog at home. Like you don't mow the lawn no, and no, no, come no, in no, 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 no. and that's say, true. "Hey, that's can true. I get no, can but, I get me a no, hot no, no, dog?" No, no, that that one is true. It's half of it. Half of it. A cold beer after mowing the lawn on a hot day, really good, really good. At the turn at nine, really good. Uh, yes, I agree with that. And at T-Mobile, I think on a on a hot day, I don't know what what's the forecast for tonight. Is the roof open? Roof closed? What are we looking at? I don't know. What do you think, Polly? Huh? Roof open? <laughs> roof closed? I, I actually have no idea how this works. Heavy I marine about layer. This side what of are we going to do? What are we going to do? Opening day, we've had enough of them as a station being down there. It can be absolutely frigid. It can feel like a November. Uh, December Seahawk game at times sitting out there at Royal Brougham. It can be a little bit chilly on opening day, so hopefully the sun shines. I, I, when it goes to my favorite baseball food, and this is something that I developed having gone to baseball games in the great state of Texas, tacos. Tacos and baseball, Oh, underrated combination. One that I did not ever try until, of course, I left the greater northeastern area. Because usually, yeah, hot dogs are the traditional go-to. But tacos are just, I think, as easily easy to handle as hot dogs, and they're better. So here's the biggest key. Just a little hint from Heloise. A little food tip for you guys this morning and, and for anybody out there. I think it's critical element to hot dogs is the bun. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you who gets it right, man. And and bless uh, bless his heart and rest in peace, Dave Niehaus, because I know that he loved the Costco hot dog as much as I did and the ribs and everything else. But that bun and the Costco hot dog, it, it kind of reminded me of the old days at Husky Stadium as well when I was a recruit and I'd go up at halftime and I'd get a hot dog. And when that bun has been sitting in like the uh, – in just kind of the – I don't know what you would call it. Uh, you know, when they make a, t- a ton of hot dogs and it sits in the steamer and it just kind of mm. almost melts to the hot dog. Like, don't give me a hard bun. Don't give me a stale bun. Don't give me any of that. Give me something that's kind of squishy. Helps yep. kind of melt into the hot dog. And I am sold. Now, now I'm hungry. So thanks for that, Brock. I, I got a joke for you, Brock. The Seahawks locked up Tyler Lockett. Am I right? <laughs> Uh, meaning Russell Wilson's going to have both Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf the next two years. And this is giving Russell Wilson one of the league's best arsenals to work with, definitively the next couple. I feel like he's got to acknowledge that. I feel like he's got to know that this is probably as good as it gets as far as situations for him to create the legacy that he wants to. 
And I think to clarify that even further, Paul, and, and, and not to you know pick at you, you we, I think we all know DK is going to be here more than two years. Like they, right. they take care of their own. And when they've got a young star, and they've done that with all of them over the last decade plus with John Schneider, and it does give and should give DK Metcalf uh, some, some just rest and peace knowing he continues to stay healthy and produce, he's going to get top market, top dollar. They, they pay their own. And this is yet another reflection of it. And in fact, they pay second contracts their own to Russell and to Bobby and to, to Richard and to Tyler Lockett and to many guys through the years um, that, that have continued to produce. So, uh, yeah, this, is, this was a savvy move. This was a salary cap move. I didn't necessarily see it happening now. I thought it would be something you kind of evaluate this season and you take care of them in December, which has been a little bit more of their modus operandi through the years. But obviously, with a down cap this year, I think that was a benefit to Tyler to, to get it done, to, to take care of him now, and also, I think, frees up and starts to set up the, the room that you're going to have to have for Jamal Adams, whether yep. that's done in the next 29 days before the draft or whether, Danny, as we've talked about before, you think this is done in July before training camp. I've changed. I think I think the Adams thing gets done before the draft. I, I think the Adams the the Adams I do deal too. gets done before the draft. I do too. And we'll you know we'll see whether or not is is there anybody else as you now look at Tyler being locked up. Is there anybody else that you could conceivably because they do have cash? I think that's another part of this deal that from Paul Allen now to Jody Allen that organization is is flush with cash and capital and affords you an opportunity to do some of these deals. And, and, and you'll put that money into escrow where other organizations don't. Is there anybody else you could see them get done, restructure, extend to create more room before Jamal? I think he's it. Dwayne yeah. Brown? If Dwayne Brown says, yeah, I mean, sign me up. You guys are all on, as John Clayton wrote about, a three-year window to win a Super Bowl. I got a couple more. I got a couple more years after this one. So yeah. if you want to take my number down here in 20 by four or five million, six million bucks, you know, he's seven. Old. He's old. But you don't have an alternative at tackle. No, you don't. But so man, you sort of have old. to. That's a fourth contract. Who's older, Dwayne Brown contract. or Andrew Whitworth? Both in body oh. and on the calendar. Oh, that's a good point. You're that's able to play really that position, point. Danny. How much grind is there? How many two-a-day practices and full pads is Holmgren putting Walter Jones through? Right? How, how many off-season workouts is he doing? How many Mondays and Wednesdays and is Dwayne's he in full in pads? really good shape. And yes. it's a really $13 good million dollar hit this year as well. I think well. you take him down and you extend him for another two years. And you, there you go. Now you free up like another that. $10 million for Jamal. I think you sold me. I sold think you me sold too. me. Okay, good. Great. Question two. <laughs> Jody's like, Rocky Snyder. Jody, Jody's like, hey, hey, what's, it, what's going on here? You guys just you just think the vault's open? Like, If this was 10 years gonna... ago, Danny, I'd be nervous with those knees. I'd be nervous with that body. But I think you're seeing some of these linemen, especially uh, where the pads are off, where the wear and tear is nowhere near what it is in the offseason, in-season. I think you could, you extend their careers a little bit. So, anywho, question two. All right, question two. I want you to rank the top five quarterbacks in this year's draft, Brock. Trevor Lawrence, I'm assuming, is one. Well, no. Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson. Rank them one, two, three, four, five for me. What are we? We're April Fools. So yep. I, I do have some time. I do have 29 days where this I can move you this can, around you could, a You bit. could budget. Just shot out of a cannon. Yep. First, first impression. Rank them. 
Trevor Lawrence is my number one. Okay. Uh, I, I, and I think there is a significant margin between him and whoever is next. I, I think he is a, a pretty special kind of once in a decade. He's an Andrew Luck. He's kind of in that class for me, size, strength. Uh, talent, character, all of it. I think he's just, uh, I would feel great as Jacksonville does, number one. I think that's part of the reason, in fact, Urban Meyer is coaching the Jacksonville Jaguars. It really, this gets super difficult between these next four because all of them have pluses. All of them have uh, some minuses. To me, if I'm the New York Jets, I take Justin Fields. Uh, He'd be my number two. Uh, His body of work over the last couple years, I think his physical toughness, he's robotic. And that is his negative. He's he can hold the ball a little bit, and he took too many sacks, especially even at Ohio State behind that O line. But he would be my two. I think Zach Wilson would be my three. Uh, an amazing season, more natural thrower than Justin Fields. But I'm concerned about a body type that's about 213 pounds. Um, that you know did not take much of a beating at BYU, but is going to take a beating wherever he goes in the top five. So I think Zach would be number three for me. And then it's a flip of the coin, really, between Mac Jones and Trey Lance. Two totally, totally different prospects. One that has already met his ceiling because he's a tremendous processor and an accurate and anticipator in Mac Jones, but absolutely no body, no athleticism, (laughs) no uh, great arm strength, no creativity, none of it. And then Trey Lance is 180 the opposite way. I have no idea what kind of processor he is. I have no idea about the body of work being 17 games. But, you know, the physical traits and the clay to mold are pretty darn special. So it's uh, it's going to make for, man, if we were a market that did not have a quarterback, and I was chatting down in San Francisco yesterday on one of their shows, uh, 49er Heavy Show down there, and it is, I mean, I can't even imagine what every day on radio would bring for the next four weeks trying to figure out a, who you're going to get at three, and then B, whether that guy is the right fit. Brock, I was excited for your answer to this because I was just waiting for the drive-by on Mac Jones' body. But Bad. the second part, Bad. Justin. Big, big belly Bad. button, no calves. <laughs> <laughs> the quarterback's Wait, got a bigger not- <laughs> belly button than calves. I got a problem. Got a problem. So we're, we're evaluating the size of the belly button? Yeah. It's squishy, we, Danny. It's the belly like, a hot, like a hot dog. It is squishy. Well, that, that might be tasty. You know, Speaking of belly buttons, did you see the yeah. picture Stelton posted this week of him? Uh, yeah. This, yeah. Man. Dude, is yeah. jacked. He's Joe Peter Prime or whatever yeah. he's on. He's got him just Lord. absolutely yeah. jacked. Uh, Wyman explained it, 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 it that, that Bob has no fun, though. That Wyman said he yes. has a fun body. Yes. A fun body where, where Bob doesn't. <laughs> that's, like, right. that's true. That's true. So here, Bob's so, body's the temple and... And yes. Wyman's body is a public park with vagrants. <laughs> yeah, Bob is Bob is something else. And people will say, well, hold on a second. You know, Tom Brady, look at him out of college. Don't you remember his picture and, and what a bad body he was? Tom Brady was 6'4", and Tom Brady's arm, much, much, much stronger then and still now than Mac Jones. I, I, I just don't. I, that, that man, think, if he goes number three to San Francisco, I may eat these words. And that's the beauty of projecting quarterbacks. I don't think I will. But please, if that is the guy that Lynch and Shanahan flew to Tuscaloosa to watch up close and say he's our number three guy, if I'm a Seahawk fan, that's who I want going to San Francisco. Yeah. Would you eat a microphone? <laughs> that's still never been done, by the way. <laughs> that guy in the market that said it, he's never done it. So, question three. All right, number three. Baseball's here. 
And Brock, can you see the light at the end of the tunnel of this Mariners rebuild? Because I know there are a lot of people who have been following this team for quite some time that I think are rightful to be cynical. You've been following this team forever, forever growing up here. How do you feel about this process? Is the Depotosis nearing completion? Well, for the first time in 20-something years, not since their playoff drought, but since A-Rod and Griffey, you've got that kind of talent. Mike Zanino, I never felt that way. Brandon Morrow, gosh, who was the uh, Dustin Ackley, all very nice players. But none of those guys were talked about in the rarefied air that Griffey and A-Rod were talked about and ranked like Jared Kelnick is. So that, to me, is the light at the end of the tunnel. We're not going to see him in you know tonight. Are we going to see him in 30 days whenever that, that window opens for them to not lose a year with, with service time and everything else? I think we probably do. And to me, that, that's the excitement. That is the franchise quarterback. When you have a, a, a Fernando Tatis, when you've got a true young game changer that has just got athletic traits that we've not seen in 20 years, that's what gets me excited. So, um, you know, the, the Marco Gonzalez's, the Mitch Hanniger's, the James Paxton, you know, some of the nice veteran guys, I think good players. Uh, sure, I, I think they have a chance to, to win more games than they did last year and build on last season. But for me, as a Mariner fan, I can't wait to watch Jared Kelnick get up here because I think he's a pretty unique talent. It'll be fun to see. I, I agree with you about about that sort of the pipeline of young talent that they have coming up here being fundamentally different than it. We've seen players before. We've seen guys that have been spotlighted and usually players with, with college experience. We haven't seen a wave of players like this where Logan Gilbert and Jared Kelnick and Julio Rodriguez and, oh, by the way, Noelve Marte is, is a yep. little bit behind all of them. It, there, there definitely is something to that. I mean, it was probably the closest maybe was the, the trio a few years ago. But when you're talking pitchers, and Danny, that's why I'm glad that you mentioned all of the positional players there and, and, and J-Rod as well. Because it was, you know, there was a lot of excitement some years ago with Taiwan Walker and James Paxton and Danny Holson. And my gosh, you know, you have an opportunity there to, to be the Atlanta Braves, right? To, to have three young guns, all a little bit different, a lefty in Holson that was a finished product. Paxton throwing 97 from the left side. Taiwan, just a freakish athlete and everything else. And then, unfortunately, an injury totally derails Holson. Paxson has had his share of injuries. Heck, for that matter, Taiwan even had Tommy John a couple years ago. So pitchers are much more fickle and animal to try to project. But uh, Julio Rodriguez and James Paxson, you you mentioned Marte, who's kind of a sneaky one in that crew. To have those guys in the air that they are in as prospects gets me pretty excited. That is Blue 42. Brock, we love having you each and every day, especially today on opening day and to talk about belly button size that was especially <laughs> and you know, brock dogs. doesn't brock does not like belly buttons that resemble a good hot dog bun in that they no. are soft and malleable no. and a little bit pliable no he wants he wants something don't mind it on a guard head. don't mind it on a tackle uh, don't mind it on a d tackle but not on my quarterback i, I do, that'd be a tough one for me do you, do you hear gabe jackson we asked him yesterday waffles or pancakes you know what he answered both both <laughs> I heard him singing, too. Did you hear him singing? He belted it out. Wow. And he described, he explained that he sings. And I, I did not, but Michael Bumpus was able to explain the full difference between yeah. singing and singing. That was a news, that was a news <laughs> item to me as well. Yeah, like Good when stuff. you sang, you put, put a little more soul to it. Like you put a little more, a, a little more flavor in it. Go Mariners. Get it done. Brock, it's great to talk Thanks, to you. Thanks, Brock. Talk to you Monday.